0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo team at RE-MAX, joined by Josh Goodwin with Goodwin Mortgage Group. And uh, we are dishing out the real estate news and information, giving you the scoop on everything going on in Tampa Bay real estate. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us at the Duncan Duo. If you want a free home value estimate, the best blended estimate, I believe, in Tampa Bay because it blends all kinds of different data sources. Uh, DuncanDuo.com gives you a monthly report about what's going on in your neighborhood. And you're actually able to speak to one of our agents and customize your home value report, adding upgrades, features, uh, things that sometimes data can't do, which I think is the the gap separator for our um, home value tools. You have the human element that a lot of the online stuff doesn't. So, again, you can do that at DuncanDuo.com. I want to talk next uh, about the mortgage market and look. I love Governor DeSantis. Hopefully, uh, you know we we obviously know he's running for president, running and up. I don't want yeah. Florida to lose him. Um, but uh, he started this hometown heroes uh, financing program about a year ago, and it started off initially as down payment assistance for you know kind of public servants, police officers. Military, uh, healthcare workers, um, you know, stu- teachers, uh, school firefighters, teachers, yeah. firefighters. So it started off as like a public service thing for people, and it was thirty. I believe was it originally thirty five thousand? I don't remember if it started out lower and then maybe rose. But I want to say it's up to 35,000. It's up to thirty five thousand now. Um, I, I, I and believe Maggie I, and Emily in my office know yeah. the details. So so that. so again, it's a it is up to thirty five thousand now. I'm sure of that. And so basically, it. Um, It was something that our state was able to do because we had a surplus and our state said, hey, um, we see, um, you know, families losing out on the ability to buy a home because of whether it's rates or what it was predominantly meant to do was to help families compete against hedge funds and you know these large conglomerate institutional home buyers that are scooping everything up cash leaving the little guy with with nothing to you know to compete with so the state of Florida took our tax surplus and said okay we're going to help families with home ownership so they started this program and initially it was just meant to be those public sector people now it's being opened up to to everyone that meets Income qualification. So obviously, if you're a really high income earner, you may not qualify. But it's but but there. So there's the income limits. But now the type of job that you have doesn't matter as long as you qualify. And that rolls out in in a in a little over a month yep. for uh, consumers. So if you're someone that's been sitting on the sidelines, um, this is a great you know opportunity for you to have some free money to buy a house.
1: Essentially, yeah. So July 1st is the Perspective rollout date. Um so what it's gonna do is anybody that is employed by a Florida based company is eligible to get that loan. That's awesome. Um so before, like you said, it was limited to a, a very large list of people, but you know, teachers, firefighters, you know, police officers. Now, you know, one of your staff that's on payroll with you, because you're a yep. Florida based company, yes. they can get hometown heroes. Correct. Which is great. And the income limit in Hillsborough County, don't quote me on it. Um, I want to say it's like one hundred and twenty thousand. So what? So I a look, lot
0: of people actually will qualify yes. that aren't considered low income earners. And Just again, if you're a seven figure earner, you're not you're not getting the the thirty five thousand. Correct. You.
1: you don't need it. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but that income is actually what's really neat about that, opposed to other um, down payment assistance programs. Most down payment assistance programs are household income. That one twenty is for qualifying. That's not household. That's so awesome. That's for the person themselves, which is great. So this is a huge opportunity.
0: Yeah. for people to get into a home. And what it does is it helps bridge the gap for people that um, are struggling with affordability, struggling with, you know, what prices have risen, rates are high. I mean, it, in a sense, it's, it's it helps hedge that gap in affordability to give you some money to be able to do that. So who wants free money, right? You know, if you want free money, this is a great program for you. If you've been sitting on the sidelines as a home buyer, uh, now is the time to, you know, start looking to step up. You get... Basically, free money towards the purchase of a property, and I think it's definitely going to wake our real estate market up over the summer.
1: Yeah, I think so, too, because it'll help some of those people that want to get into a new house that have a lower rate think, well, I can't get the lower rate right now, so if I can get some money towards something, that would be great.
0: Correct. And and again, with the possibility later on that they can get the lower rate, and now they've already gotten the free 35000 yep. So so there is the ability to double dip when you refinance to get this extra money now towards your purchase, and then later on you can look at lowering your rate um, you know and and refinance. Uh, look because look, mortgages are thirty years, but the likelihood how many people actually last out a thirty year mortgage and and pay it off? like in a third over a 30 year period it's just less it, than 5%. It, it's such a small number. People just don't live in their homes that long. Um they move, they change. So when you hear oh it's a 30 year mortgage, that's just the amortization schedule. No one's sticking to a 30 year mortgage. Most people are probably, you know, in the mortgage they're in, you know, 3-4 years I think is probably the norm before someone either refinances or in some instances decides to sell and, you know, and move into another property. So, I was looking at the uh, statistics. I have a, a couple of different companies that call me every single month. Okay, and so they call me because they want to know what's going on in Tampa. So, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm honored that they that I'm one of the people they call. But these are large hedge fund types that want to know, hey, what are you seeing in the marketplace? And so I review these stats every month to determine, you know, hey, where's our market headed? What are we seeing with sales? And so we're about uh, you know 12% off year over year right now in number of sales, okay? Mm-hmm. So compared to la- last year at this time, we're about 12% off in number of sales. And we're 1% up in price. So our price has now started to appreciate again. We had a few months back where we saw p- the average sell price year over year was, where it was down. Yeah. Appreciation is back. The last three months, we've gone to four. uh, Our average sell price in Tampa the last three months went from four twenty seven to four thirty nine to four fifty three. Four fifty three currently. Four fifty three is the average sell price in Tampa, and I see that trend hitting into the four seventies, maybe even approaching. I don't quite think we'll get to five, but but we're going to be into the four seventies. So you know, our we're back to seeing appreciation. So people out there thinking, oh, now's a bad time to buy real estate. If you can make the payment you're, you're going to benefit financially. If you can make the payment, your value is going to rise until the point where you can eventually lower your payment. So people that are sitting on the sidelines, I think are making a major mistake.
1: And that's a key point I want to add to that quickly. Forget the rate. If you can handle the payment that doesn't put you in financial duress and you can make that payment, you might not like it, but if you can make it, buying real estate is the best thing for you to do because you can always refinance when those rates drop, and,
0: and the values are going up. Correct. So, so the the whole recessionary thing, and we talked about this. You know, look, the the, the government has a bubble around residential yeah. real estate. There's a lot of protections in place. They're not going to let happen. And, and again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I, I'm not. I'm not a big government intervention person. But they learned from what happened in the Great Recession, and they changed a lot about how they handled residential real estate to where now. It has this kind of safe bubble over it. You know, they allow people to do forbearances. They've they've had eviction and foreclosure moratoriums. They've had all of these things that have kind of, in a sense, held off inventory, which keeps the market balanced, which keeps prices rising. Um, the, the other key statistic, two point zero five months of inventory. Now, people hear that and they say, Oh my goodness, that's such a low number. Last year at this time it was one point one month of yeah, inventory. That was terrible. Okay. So we're still really low on inventory. I remember a decade ago looking at inventory in San Francisco and thinking, how do those real estate agents operate with two months of inventory? And now here we are. So we're 2.05 months of inventory, which means that, you know, so so for people to understand this, I I I get this all the time. What does that mean? Okay. That means that if no other homes came on the market, for the next two point zero five months, which is like I don't know, two months in a day or something, two months in a couple days, that that's how long it would take to sell all the inventory out. Okay, so you know it, it would be like you know Walmart not stocking the shelves and everything selling out in two months, right? So that is essentially what that means, and that that is a low number. Mm-hmm. A balanced market we consider six months. I was gonna say about six, right? You know, that's a balanced market. Uh, three months is like, wow, that's a crazy seller's market. Two months is oh, really crazy. It's not as crazy, though, as one month. So we are still seeing bidding wars. We are still seeing homes selling fast, um, but but not seeing as many bidding wars as we did back then and, and seeing a little bit more balance. Um, but most good listings that are priced well um, are, are still selling. So um, that that is something that buyers have a challenge competing with. And that's where that the hometown heroes thing can bridge the gap too. Yeah. It can give you a little bit extra money where if you have to go over, mm-hmm. if you have to do this to compete with somebody, you're getting that extra oomph to uh, to beat a cash buyer out or to go above appraisal if you ha- if you have the means to do so. Yeah. So which is common, you know, it it really is. It's common. You're people having to go over appraisal to get a deal uh, when someone's willing to waive the appraisal contingency or someone's willing to buy it cash. It's it's what it's what you have to do to be competitive today. So, I I um I want to talk next. I spoke. Um, the University of Tampa has me do uh a, a they have me speak to their real their intro to real estate class. They actually have a degree in real estate now. They're they uh, UT uh, UT does their uh-huh. dean uh the dean of their uh their program his name is actually Dean too. Which Dean Kutramanis. It is Dean Kutramanis. Yeah, yeah, he's one of Dean's my best one. professors. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Uh-huh. So, so Dean, uh, he's a client too. So maybe I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well, I did. Anyway, <laughs> he, um, he he asked me come and speak to his uh, to His, to his, his students. classes, entrepreneurship yep. and all that. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, and so I did it last night and I want to kind of share some thoughts after the break. I want to talk about that a little bit um, because it, it reminded me of some things that I think people need to understand about getting into the real estate business. Uh, I think there's a lot of misnomers out there that people have, even people in real estate school, even in schools that are getting real estate degrees. Um, I, I think there's a misnomer out there. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what it takes to be successful in real estate, what it looks like, mm. because reality TV and social media are fake as you know what. Yep, They, they are not telling you the truth There are so many real estate agents that I see on Instagram that look like they are killing it. And you look them up, and they sold three homes. I have agents that used to be with my company writing books, and they sell five homes a year, and they're writing a book. I mean, like, get (laughs) out of here, dude. Like, So, so again, I want to talk to you guys about that and what it means if you're thinking about a real estate career. Uh, I want to give you some tips, just like I gave some students at UT last night on a Zoom. And uh, we'll continue with that after a quick break So we're back here talking about the Tampa real estate market. I teased this before the break. Uh, Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo with uh, Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage. So I speak to the University of Tampa. And you actually went there and Mm -hmm. had the same guy that has me coming to speak as a professor. Great guy. Super sharp. Great guy. Super hard on me was love he? love him. Yeah. That's I'm, awesome. Good. He was just no BS. You yeah, know? that's exactly how he is, mm-hmm. too. Like, cause he, you know, he has a search for investment type stuff. And and, you know, we've we've worked and, you know, he worked with Sam for my team on a recent deal. Um, you know, who's one of my best agents that does a lot of commercial stuff. And so, so anyway, uh, he teaches the class to these young, aspiring agents, and and I took a lot of questions, but but I want to dispel something really quickly. Okay. If you're someone thinking about getting into real estate. Look, we'd love to have you at our career night. You can go to jointheduo.com. You can register. It's the second Tuesday of each month. We kind of give you a no BS approach to what you need to do to get licensed, what it looks like if you come and work for us, and what it looks like in your first year. Um, the failure rate for first-year real estate agents. 90% or more? It's, it's, it's actually no. The failure rate for three years in is 87%. Absolutely crazy. 87% of the average real estate agent in Tampa sells four homes a year. So do the math here really quickly. Let's say we got an average sale price of four eighty, okay, um, and and let's just say an average of two and a half percent. Let's just call it ten grand, okay. You're gonna have splits with brokers, costs, fees, and everything. Let's just say, let's just say on a good day you get half of of the of those deals, okay. So four times five is twenty grand. You would make more as a teller at Walmart. You'd make more slinging chicken at Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. You'd make more as an Uber driver. Okay, so if you're getting into real estate to have a, this amazing make a bunch of money in your first year, you're probably you're probably going to be let down, and it's why the failure rate is high because people go on and they watch Ryan Serhant, and Josh Altman, they they look at a guy like me driving a McLaren and they think, oh, it's easy. But the reality is that I'm 18 years in before I got to this point. You know, I spent years driving beat up clunkers. You know, and and so the perception is that real estate's easy; you make a lot of money. But the reality is, is that what you're looking at on social media from your friends that look like they're doing well and they're posing out in front of this million-dollar house, and you think they're doing well, they probably sold three homes and they spend more time at the happy hours and you know broker opens and not actually successfully making money in real estate. So to be successful in real estate, man, you got to grind. It is it is a lot of work. You have to spend a lot of time on dollar productive activities. But the key thing that I think separates the people that make it and the people that don't are where you go first. The very first place you go. Way too many people go to the place that promises them everything and lets them down, um, or offers them these insane like we'll make we'll give you all the money, we'll give you the whole commission, but then they don't have any vested interest in their in your success. No They're not support. making any money on you. They don't care if you do a deal or not because they ain't making any money. So they're not there to support you and coach you. So so the reality is people get tricked by that. And I think the industry lets people down because of it, truthfully. I, you know, I, I think that as a as a first year real estate agent, what what we find happens a lot. We get people six months in, come to us. And they're bone dry because they spent six months at the wrong place. And now I got two months to try and whip them into shape and have them be successful and make money before they leave because yeah. they picked the wrong place. Okay. Go somewhere that's going to give you leads. Okay. Go somewhere that's going to give you coaching, training, and support. And don't go to the place that promises you everything under the sun with commission because guess what? You drastically underestimate your ability to generate the business. Drastically. Your friends and family, they're not going to work with you as a brand new agent. Man, it's the most expensive thing they've ever bought or sold. Do you think they trust you? You No, they don't. They're not going to use you. And it'll be a huge letdown for you to know that happens. But so many people fail to make it because they pick the wrong place first. And you know, it isn't that you can't get to that place. Hey, look, maybe years in, you can go to the place that'll give you all the commission because you know how to lead generate, you know how to convert a sale, you know how to guide them through closings, you know what to say, what not to say. But the first place you go, I promise you, you're setting yourself up for failure and so many agents don't make it or come to me when it's too late. You know, Come to me after they've been in six months and they're bone dry and they're in debt and they've not made any money because they picked this other place first that you know, told them they were gonna give them under everything under the sun and made them feel special when in reality they needed to not make them feel special and tell them the truth, which is as a brand new agent, you need a lot of education, you need a lot of coaching, you need a lot of accountability, you need leads because you really don't know what you're doing. So that's the truth that I'm gonna that I'm gonna give you. And and so that's what I said last night. I said, look, if you want to be successful in real estate, you need to go somewhere that is going to do all these things because you have a high rate of failure if you think that you're going to be able to, in your first year, master how to lead generate, how to sell, how to market, how to close a transaction, how to navigate through the process, how to help people, how to show homes. You're wearing way too many hats, and, and you're going to fail if you try and wear those hats. The the odds are stacked completely against you. What What is a better path is going to a team like ours spending a year or two there and then you figure out some of the basics then maybe you can figure out how to market but if you but you can know everything you want to know about real estate you can be the best student of the game but if you don't know how to generate the business it doesn't matter Mm. there are plenty of real estate agents in tampa that know more about real estate than i do they could probably quote you statutes and you know tell you all these amazing things that they know about the intricate details of a transaction but if they don't know how to generate business, it doesn't really matter. Mm-mm. And so, again, a team that's going to tell you the truth, that's going to hold you accountable, that isn't going to tell you, you know, blow smoke and, you know, tell you everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. But You're going to have to grind. You're going to have to do some work. If you get to year two or three, then maybe you can start having these amazingly successful high income. But but the first couple of years, man, you got to learn how to sell. And you got to have somebody that's willing to coach you and somebody that's willing to help help generate leads and provide leads to you. So that's what, that's the, those are the beans I spilled last night at UT. So, um, and again, you, you can't, you can't skip the process. You got to try, you can't skip it. You can't skip all the steps it's going to take to get to that point. So we'll be back after a quick break here on the Duncan duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Uh, Josh Goodwin with Goodwin mortgage group. Um, we are always talking about real estate when I'm not throwing out curse words, um, we're making sure to keep you posted on what's going on in real estate. Sorry if I offended anyone. We bleeped it; it's fine. Um, but but the truth is that a lot of people that think about getting into real estate just they don't they don't have an understanding they don't have a realistic you know understanding of it. Josh, when you watch reality TV, I first off I can't anymore. You know, it's been around so long. And the funny thing is, is some of the people that are like reality TV stars, I knew before they were, before they were there. Mm -hmm. Like I was in mastermind groups with the Altman brothers before they were like this, this big deal. Right. And so, you know, having been kind of through this process and learned from some of these people, you know, how much fluff goes into what, what's on TV. So reality, real estate, reality TV, real estate isn't real. No, it's, it's so, (laughs) it's laughable sometimes. It is. Yeah, and and Josh, you've similarly, uh, not just from the real estate agent perspective, okay? Because from real estate agent perspective, you know they cut out so many things. They, you know, they're going back and forth. The buyer's in one room and the seller's in another room, and that's ne- how they're negotiating. Never happens. Never happens. You know, like, first off, some of my sellers and buyers want to kill the other party. You can't put them in the no. same room. They don't even close in the same room together. They dislike each other so much. Like, there's so much animosity that comes. You're not putting those people in the same property at the same time while you're negotiating. No way. Mm-hmm. And not just that, it doesn't happen that quickly because people need time to think about it. They need to check with this. They need to look with their account. They need to do this step. They need to do that step. So it just doesn't ever come together like that. Um, you know, the the what I will say, one thing that I do think is impressive when an agent, and I've told my agents this, when an agent wants to present an offer in person. I think that's impressive. Now, is it do I really want that to happen with every offer, with every listing we have? No, because I've too many of them. I'd have I'd have 37 realtors a day that want to meet with me one-on-one and it would just never work. However, to me, Whether the person works for me or is an agent in another company, if they insist on trying to present that or even drop it off in person, to me, if it's a bidding war type situation, that escalates that offer, in my opinion, because that means that agent is really committed. If they're going to schlep over from Sefner to my house – to my house. Hopefully, it don't come to my house. If they're going to schlep over from from their place in Sefner to my office in South Tampa to present an offer in person – Man, they're committed. You you got to believe that they're a really good agent. That they're going to do everything they can to get that deal closed. It makes me feel more confident. But the reality is, on a normal basis, that doesn't happen. Have you had that happen? I have, yeah, I have, and I've encouraged my agents to do it. You know, look, nothing. You know, can you sell better face to face or via email and text? Yeah, I agree. Did that person win the offer? It has happened before. Yes. Man, did I just open up a can of worms? I'm gonna have like a line of realtors at my office door presenting offers. All their offers. It does. So, has a, have they won it every time? No, because yeah. at the end of the day, the client still looks at it and says, "What's the net number?" Um, you just pass on. Hey, I feel good we're, about. This we're passing one. on information, right? Yeah. It's ultimately the client's decision. However, as an agent, helping that client make the right decision. If I have two offers that are comparable, and this one showed up in my office, you know they're gonna fight for it. They're gonna. They're yeah. gonna. They're, yeah, exactly. So, so. But but kind of going back to reality TV, it, it isn't realistic. It's, it's just it's so unrealistic. And social media, the same thing. You
1: know what I feel bad with how you were saying agents that don't do a lot of business right? We're in a market right now where we can all agree on that you need to be experienced or at least have experience yes. behind you. So for that agent that looks like they know what they're doing, they're not at an office that's giving them the training that they need, Yep. and then they have a client that they drag around for two months and don't get a single offer accepted, Yep.
0: I feel bad for that buyer. I do too. Yeah. I do too because they're missing out, and the reason they're missing out is because they picked the wrong agent, you know. And and so, another thing that I think, um, you know, really, you know, makes a difference for, for the agent, um, you know, like kind of going back to social media, right? When you, I have seen people go to become an agent at a place one of their friends is at because they look at their friend's social media
1: and it looks great, and they
0: think their friend is doing great. Oh, they're out showing million-dollar houses, and, oh, they're at this broker's open, and, oh, there's a Bentley in the video, and, oh, there's a Rolls-Royce driving by, and, um, you know, oh, wow, they bought the new shoe. Like, so many of those people are in debt out of their mind and not yeah. actually selling houses. Like, are there some that are legit that show that lifestyle and are legit selling a bunch of houses? Of course, but there are a lot that are not, and so people will then go and follow and say, oh, I'm going to go – just – the point is social media is fake. Well, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a persona. It's fake. It's what you want. It's what you want people to perceive and think. Anyone can kind of craft what you want to look at. If you're deciding where you're going to be successful, get numbers and data. Find out like what is that person making. Where does the, what. Kind of home does that person own? That's going to lead you. Yeah. You know what is their sales volume? What is their production? What is or at that company? What is the average agent production at that company? And look, no one wants to be average. Everyone thinks that they're going to do better and they're going to be they're going to be better than average. No one getting into real estate does it because they think they're average. They're getting into real estate because they think they're going to be great. But. They also have a lot of misperception about what it takes to be successful. So look at those averages and look at wh- who, what the best person's doing. Look at what the worst person's doing. Engage that. Yeah. Because it's the numbers don't lie.
1: Well, no, you know? and then the real hustle isn't pretty. Seeing pictures of someone making.
0: 300 phone calls in an office. Right. Or knocking on doors. Yeah. Right. Or knocking on doors when it's 94 degrees and the air conditioning in your car isn't working or your battery dies in the neighborhood or, you know, it starts pouring down rain and you're knocking on doors. But you're right. Success, the reality is success for the most part is doing a lot of really boring things over and over and over again, it isn't sexy. The results of the success are successy, or are sexy. The the work to get there isn't sexy. Like no one's, you know, like showing that part of it. No. They're just showing the fruits of the labor, but they're not necessarily showing the labor because no one would watch it. But that's what
1: it'll take. And and so Well, people we, don't see the climb. Sorry to interrupt. You know, just yeah, like they you don't. said with the McLaren, they see that and they're like, Wow, this guy's really doing it. Right. But- they don't and see I to go out and do that. that you had and it's like, it. dude, this was
0: eighteen years, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. And it was painful. This didn't happen yesterday, right? You know, like, so there were a lot of mistakes along the way, a lot of a lot of bad choices, a lot yeah. of people I hired, a lot of people I fired, a lot of a lot of you know peaks and valleys along the way, and so the results now are there. But it was all of the run up that got to that point, and you can't cut out the process. You can't skip the process. Like I tell people, you know, when you become a real estate agent. You have to become a master marketer. Okay, you have to you have to figure out how to generate leads, and you have to figure out how to sell. If you try and do all of those things, you're going to fail at some of them, and then you're not going to you're not going to go somewhere where you don't have to master all of those things, where the company already has some of that mastered. I agree. So with that, that you can become a great salesperson, like I tell people, look your first couple of years about how you can become a great salesperson. If you're worried about building a brand, okay, don't do that until you can sell. There's no, you know, it doesn't matter how, how great of a brand you think you can build. If you can't sell anyone anything, then it doesn't matter. You can have really cool marketing, but if you can't convert a lead, it doesn't matter. So, anyway, if you want to go to the right place, look, just come to my company, jointheduo.com, come to our career night. But no, in all seriousness, there are a lot of great teams out there. We're not the only game in town, but but I think that's what will that's what separates why my first year agents aren't operating at an 87% failure rate. So again, jointheduo.com for a free career night or to apply for uh, any of our open positions. Again, that is uh, jointheduo.com. I want to talk about commercial real estate just for the next few minutes, uh, Josh, because you and I both agree that there's going to be more investment opportunity in commercial uh, in the in the next, you know, call it six months to a year. Because it doesn't meantime. have that same protective bubble over it. Um, you know, and and I have a commercial division at my company. Grant and Sam on my team work directly with our commercial investors, people looking for commercial property. So that is something we offer. If you are a commercial property owner, you want a second opinion, you wanna you wanna talk to someone else, um, whether you're buying or selling, look, we would love to help you you can call us or text us 813-359-8990 uh, you can send us emails either grant sam or andrew at com. we'd love the opportunity to sit down with you and, and talk to you about it so again call or text 813-359-8990 you know and here's the other thing i've learned about commercial real estate and this is this is going to sound man i might get sued i might get sued by what, i might get sued with what i'm about to say Commercial real estate agents, it's a lazy business, man. I can't get people to return phone. No one returns phone calls. No one responds. Properties are on the market without details. You ask questions and you don't get them. I honestly think like comm- there is so little technological evolution in commercial real estate like there is in residential i'd agree with that residential is so like there's so many marketing tools and things and i feel like commercials just so like 1994 Loopnet. oh my goodness yeah. have you tried to operate on that website yeah, it's, it's the it's, most it's archaic it, it's, oh it is unbelievable like i cannot believe the lack of you know just the lack of growth in that space when i when i see some of the stuff that's happening when i deal with some of the people it's like is this the place where all the real estate agents go that just don't want to like don't want to work don't want to answer a phone don't want to like provide details i saw a property the other day a 7 million dollar property right 7 million dollar property it had a photo and it the description was literally like great development opportunity like the 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 half the data on the website was blank. There was no listing of how many acres. There was no like package. There was no pro forma. There was no breakdown of how it could be developed or or zoning. Um, it was the laziest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Seven million dollar property, they're charging their people, you know, they're gonna make a six-figure income. They sell that property, and they are doing such Fair a disservice. Yeah. And and so, like to me, when when my agents started working on commercial, they were like, this is unbelievable. I cannot believe that this is what happens in this space, and and it just it baffles me because it is so archaic. Like you've 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 dealt with it too, because yeah. you deal with you know you look at some commercial investment opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing to me, and the properties are more expensive.
1: Yeah, much more.
0: Uh, and and I bigger just can't paydays, understand. everything. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. So. Um, you know, so again, we can certainly help with that. If you want a second opinion, reach out to us. We'd love the opportunity to help you, whether it's buying or selling. And, um, you know, we've got some cool properties coming. We've got a couple of listings, we've got some development opportunities. so, um, if you want the inside track on anything, we can help with that too. So we we'll to be back, wrapping up our last segment after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show, and uh, Josh Goodwin with Good Mortgage, Andrew Duncan with the Duncan Duo Team. We're talking commercial real estate. You know, my team has a commercial division. Uh, Grant Sam from my team that work with our clients. You know, we we've got some you know multi million dollar development type opportunities under contract. We're we're um, you know we're listing a um, a large development opportunity um, up off of Waters. Um, you know, probably in the you know two point five to three million range. Still working through some pricing with the clients, but so similar to what you said on the break, it's surprising when you see like five million dollar commercial properties and the lack of information or effort available or investment to market. If you list a five million dollar residential property, oh, it's you're you're talking three D tours, drones. What, what are you spending on that? What's your budget on marketing oh, alone? Ten thousand, easy, like, yeah. like not even, like, like not even to bat an eye, like instant, like that's how much, right? And and so you look, and and look, we we can't talk about commissions because commissions are protected, and there there's no like, there's no like, what's the rule for it? There, there's no standard, right? Commissions are negotiable; they vary from company to company. Blah 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 blah. Right? So, but. For the most part, somebody selling a, com- a commercial property, somebody selling a residential property, it's five million dollars. Those are big commission checks, okay? Like they're, you know, they're they're big commission checks, okay? So the lack of dollars invested in, you know, aerial photos and videos and and all of these things, it it just makes me laugh. Like even even like the data, for example, okay? Like. You have to ask the agent to send you this, like pro forma or the traffic study or this or that. It's like, why is this not the? the, I'm a consumer of commercial real estate. Why can I not just get this information? Yeah, why why is it not on a platform? I mean, you look at like Amazon, Airbnb, Turo, all these app based services. Like, you can get information on anything, but why? Is it that that industry just hasn't moved forward to be as transparent with the data like residential is, right? Like I just don't understand. Or why is there just not a, 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 a an interest in really putting money into the marketing of the property and showcasing it and giving information and data and photos and videos and, and all these things that just don't exist? And the, and so that that's, again, one of the reasons why we said, you know what, we're going to start our own commercial division because I think there's there's a, a place for it. I think there's a gap uh a in void. this stuff we started a couple years ago because I said there's a gap for the the service and marketing that are not available and people want a second opinion they want a different approach maybe they want a more forward thinking you know approach to marketing versus kind of the good old boy network and the way things have always been done and and it it just it really does it baffles me so um so again we'd love to help you commercial real estate um something that we do and 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 Again, you're you're going to get something different from us. We're going to do it a little bit differently. So, again, you're listening to Duncan do a real estate show here on WFLA News. I'm Andrew Duncan joined by Josh Goodwin. And and so Josh, um we know that um we we touched on this earlier in the show, but for buyers that are sitting on the fence, um you know, Hometown Heroes is coming. Um you know, we know interest rates aren't every aren't where people want them to be, but you know what? Prices are going to keep going up. Agreed. Prices are gonna keep going up and maybe interest rates are do too. So but you've got something coming with some free opportunity for down payment assistance and the interest rate in a year or two, hopefully, can come back down to a you know to a number that that is um you know more agreeable to people. But if you wait until that happens, the four hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is gonna be a five hundred fifty thousand dollar house. And there'll be thirty offers on it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what people don't understand. So I have this um, institutional investor that that calls me, and I mentioned it earlier in the show. They call me every month and they ask me about what's going on in the marketplace. And they said, at what interest rate do you think we would need to see for inventory to start balancing out for sellers to say, you know what, I'll now sell my house and jump back in. That's exactly what I said. 5%. I said 5 I said high fours, low fives. So if it gets back to that, all those people that are fence-sitting and saying I don't want to sell my house in the threes because I don't want to pay sevens, when you cut the difference, there will be enough of them will say, okay, I can do it at five. I can make that happen.
1: And it's easy. The marketing that we would put out would just be difference from 3%
0: to 5% and show that it's not that yep. much. Yep. And it's game on. Yep. And I, and I think the reality is that people that are – fence sitting and waiting to act, whether that's sellers saying, I don't want to sell my house because I don't want to go out and pay seven percent, or whether that's buyers saying, hey, this is affordability. I'm just gonna wait. So what ends up happening then is we'll start to see, you know, right now we're hovering around thirty one hundred, thirty two home sales a month in Tampa. We'll start to see four thousand sales months again. The flurry will come back. We'll see bidding wars. And guess what? Prices are gonna skyrocket. Correct. And and they're not going down from here. No, I they're don't. not. They're absolutely not. They're not going down. So prices are going to skyrocket. So the people that are sitting on the fence now are looking at it very short-sighted. Instead of the best way to look at real estate is very long-term. I always say, you know, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. You know, if if you buy real estate and wait, uh, the financials are going to get even better and better and better over time, simply from values going up um, and the ability now potentially to lower your interest rate when they come down. But if you wait, just to get that low rate. Okay, your price is going to be drastically higher. So I think that's something – and I think we will see interest rates again in the fives. I do. Um, I don't know if they'll get back down to three again, but I, but I don't think it's that long. I, I, I'd predict within a couple of years we see fives again.
1: I'd, I'd say probably by election time. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I think shortly that's a thereafter, political
0: conspiracy theories are coming out of Josh those, Goodwin. Those conspiracies that, are coming that true. That they help votes. You know, <laughs> I would not be surprised to to see that happen. But but um, you know, nonetheless, I think that um, that that will start to see rates um, eventually head in a direction and, and drop again. And and the people that waited, I think will regret it yep. because they they'll lock in a higher price. So anyway, you've been listening to the Duncan Do a Real Estate Show. Thanks so much for tuning in, and have an awesome rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay.